1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promotate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Well, hello there. This is Bruce Daisley. This is Eat, Sleep, Work, Repeat. I hope you're well. It's been a strange time over the last few weeks, and there has been a temptation to to do podcasts about how to work in this strange situation. But I think to some extent, my feeling is if you're getting by and making do, then you're probably doing as well as anyone else. Probably if if we start forming a new normal, I'll think about that. But I think in the meantime, I'm going to do podcasts which are things that I've already recorded and are about normalcy as much as anything else. But I would love to hear from your experiences. I do an, a newsletter that you can get a hold of. It's um, it's linked on the website, eatsleepworkrepeat.com. And I'd love you to, to uh, reply to that with maybe thoughts and comments or send me your experience of work right now. I'd love to hear whether your experience is sitting on hours of Zoom calls every day or what it is. Please do get in touch and, and share what you're doing. As we sit in a strange period of work, this is a slight distr- distraction this episode from, from the normal cycle. And it's a discussion with two digital creators. I was fortunate enough that when normal life existed, that I was invited to go to VidCon, which is the, the conference that now takes place, well, it takes place in what is now the Nightingale Hospital, but it was the XL Conference and Arena in East London. And I was there when VidCon was hosting its event. VidCon is a opportunity to get together with digital creators. That might be YouTubers. It might be TikTok stars. It might be people who have really sort of carved a niche in whatever digital platform, and I wanted to chat to them um, about their experience being a creator and the the impact it had on their home life, on their psyche, just on on their way of of living, really. And what two incredible guests I had. I spoke to Aaron Kraskell. Aaron has almost certainly appeared on your feed, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I think he's done somewhere in the region of uh, four or five billion overall views. He started by using Vine when he was still working at William Hill Bookmakers. And his content just started to develop a bigger and bigger audience. He really sort of hit his niche when he started using strangers and passers-by in his clips. And he he got the audience response. And what I've done for him is on the, the, the show notes for this That's the little bit of text that comes with it. I've included two or three of his best clips in a compilation. So go and check out Aaron Kraskell. And I was also honoured to be joined, truly honoured to be joined by Al Mills. And Al Mills is a YouTuber. She's 21. She's been described as the John Hughes for the YouTube generation. The Washington Post said that she was the celebrity every other YouTuber wants to be. She creates fully rendered films that are as close to appointment to view content as you could possibly get on YouTube. Um, And she's the sort of person that people who adore her put notifications on because they can't wait for her latest creation. She's also, for the subject matter we're discussing, she's also been incredibly candid about the toll that creating has had on her. And as much as anything, I wanted to um, politely and, and respectfully hear what she said on that. So she's talked about burnout and she's talked some of her biggest clips are when she's talked uh, when she came out on YouTube and when she talked about her period of, of feeling overwhelmed. Again, I've included a lot of her clips on the show notes. So there's a film when she turns her mum's house into a frat house, when she lived without the internet for a week, uh, when she came out, Uh, she also ran a slumber party for her brother and all his exes. She creates these um, singular and particular and weird situations and then watches them play out with immensely high production value. That's one of the interesting things about the juxtaposition here. Aaron, Makes all of his content on his phone. Elle makes all of her content with beautiful, high production values, film film setups, really. Interesting that they both edit all of their stuff themselves. Anyway, um, if you're a massive fan of Elle or Aaron, you'll probably find my interviewing them unenlightening because you know this is very much from an outsider's perspective trying to empathize with that but i hope you enjoy this as a bit of a distraction from the normal cycle this is my discussion about beating burnout with aaron craskell and El mills <coughs> Hello to everyone here. Thank you for joining us. It's a, a live recording. Thrilled <laughs> to have you here. This is a live podcast, Eat Sleep Work Repeat. Specifically, that podcast is about trying to make work better. Through that prism, I'm hoping that we can think about the reality of the life of, of creators and, and Try and sort of delve into to that experience. And I'm thrilled joining me here to my left, Aaron Kruskal. And uh, then also joining me is Elle Mills. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have two uh, such esteemed and well regarded tens of millions of views between them. So thank you both for joining me. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. When did you both get here?
0: 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you mean at VidCon or yeah, London? VidCon, yeah. A or VidCon?
2: L- London for you?
0: Um, I, yesterday morning. Right. Yeah. So it's been good to hang out with friends yesterday, and then I got to the hotel last night and crashed right away.
2: I just wanted to sort of quickly go in and, and ask each of you what an average day looks like. Uh, because you both create in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, Aaron, you've just got this frenetic energy and, and constant creation. Al, you, It seems to be more stories and trying to fully realised thoughts. And so Mm -hmm. I just wonder if your your day-to-day feels very different. Aaron, do you want to give me the first perspective? I think my day's a bit different than El's because I've got three kids.
0: Oh, yeah. it's like,
3: I get woken (laughs) up at like six in the morning every morning. That's how I start my day. Screaming kids, do
2: the school run and then get to it does that inform your creativity because your creativity is like these constant sparks of ideas yeah and being a parent that's part of the reality it slows me down man right (laughs) (laughs)
3: i'm good though because i think if i didn't have kids i'd just be unhinged i don't know what i don't know how i would go about my day Uh, but um yeah they they keep me in complete check and they give me good they give me great ideas man Mm -hmm. but do you have a goal right i'm today i'm going to create about, I don't. I I used to I used to write my videos out in on, on the weekends and then, and doing through the week. But now I kind of completely go off the cuff. So um, like um, on the way here this morning, I thought of an idea what I'm going to do tonight. So it's like I just think of it day to day now. I don't because I found it was giving me a lot of pressure um, to perform all the time. So I was like, oh my god, I haven't got a video this week. Um, um, okay, I have got to write three down, but right. I just let them come to me now. Um, and
2: that's how I kind of work it but does it work the other way that if you did get to the end of the week and you've not created something does that start to weigh upon you and you start thinking I need to push harder
3: as long as I've got a good video for Sundays my sun- Sundays are the biggest day for me um, and as long as I've got my Sunday video which I've always kind of had um, I don't really care Because I could fill up like, like you can fill up the week with stories, and you can keep people guessing, and you can, you can. um, While I'm filming the Sunday video sometimes I I normally upload like two to three times a week, but sometimes at the moment because I'm writing this show and I've got the tour coming, I'm trying to cut. I've trying to space my time for the tour and video,
2: and so it's like two a week at the moment. We'll come back to the tour and. Oh, sorry. uh, How does your How does your day today look? Just trying to plug it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> um well my day is like never the same truly um i i'd say like it's just constant on the go i'm never in one place for like two weeks i'm t- constantly traveling um in terms of videos it's um pretty uh, pretty fast um and intense it's uh usually like one week of just intense work, and then after that, it's like a little break, and whenever I feel that I wanna make another video, I then do another intense week. Um, In terms of like that week, um, it's just, it's pure chaos, because my videos are a little bit, they're like bigger production, Mm. and um, they usually are like, for example, it could be like throwing a whole parade, um, and like getting that all organized, or it could be something, like the past week, I just did a, a video, a collab video where um, me and my roommate blindfolded each other and brought the other to a random country. And so to do, film both videos because I had to do it before VidCon and um, it was one week of 70 hours of travel. And so that was my past week. Um, and so like, it's just, again, but that's not my normal uh, no, normal day-to-day. So I, I the answer to your question is no day's the same, truly. Has, has
2: the process changed at all? Because it, uh, in that wonderful Washington Post article about it, it, that it <laughs> said mm. your storytelling is akin to John Hughes, which is like such mm-hmm. a wonderful reference point. But as, as your process changed, as views have followed, does it mean that that production process of you planning something is now a team dynamic or is it still on you?
0: I think it's definitely uh, evolved a bit. Um, I definitely think it's a bit more structured. I feel like I know what I'm doing now. And before it was like just figuring it out as we go, I have uh, people that I kind of hire to help me more with like getting things organized. Um, so just producing it. And so I have like an assistant who does that uh, just cause I'm more, more I'm, I focus on the filming and editing and all that and then Getting everything organized and every all the people I need is on someone else. And but so, you're still
2: doing the editing yourself.
3: So. Yes,
0: I, I can't hand that off oh. for sure. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Do you offer offload any of the never? Only if I well I work. If I need any graphics done or any kind of um, um, big kind of stuff happening like um, special effects, I ask my friend Joe. He's incredible at what he does. And I um, know I'm just literally. A lot of people ask me that, but I've I've done I've given my videos to people to edit before, and I'm not, I've never been happy with them. Right. So I just have to do it myself. Like right. I, I, it's
2: like. Um, I don't know
3: what it
0: is like. I can't... No, I feel that. It's just extraordinary like, though. Oh.
2: If you compare it to other industries like music industry or whatever, the idea that, you know, someone would never occasionally offload some of their production. It's, like, it's remarkable the, the control that, that is often needed to fully realise your voice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, there's certain little bits, my edits, where
3: they just miss out. And I'm like, why have you... Like, no, no, no. Like, it's never happened again. Like, and that was like three years ago.
2: And Al, so, so we've talked about you creating these more fully realized things do you go through so Aaron mentioned there that you know he's sunday he 's big cycle he 's going to have his hit on Sunday. Mm-hmm. do you work like that, or is it more trying to document parts of your life
0: <clears throat> it, yeah i don 't have a constant schedule, I used to, but then um, I experienced like this really bad mental hmm. health patch, and so I from there cut the like the schedule and now I kind of upload whenever I feel like I want to and whenever I feel inspired to um, and so um, yeah, I don't have a certain day where I'm like, oh, I need to. But I definitely have a feeling where I'm like, ooh. Well, usually the one month mark, I'm like, I gotta, mm. I gotta make something. So I usually try to upload once a month, and uh, and whenever that is, is just oh, I'd love uh, that. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> dream, so truly.
2: But is there a difference? Uh, you, you talked there just briefly about the. The emotional impact that sometimes... Yeah. I, I guess being so candid about elements of your life, mm-hmm. maybe that contributes to
0: the exhaustion. No, absolutely, because it's like... The concept I come up with, it's like... they're all has to do with my life, because they're all stories from my life, right? And so um sometimes just nothing's going on and I I feel stuck and I feel like I have to force it and that's when usually the content's bad and and I feel a lot I feel like I hate my job um Mm. when I feel like I have to force it and so um I really cut that back on that and um yeah I don't don't know it's I kind of like whenever I want to try to feel inspired I just kind of go and travel and do whatever i need to do and usually something comes up and i'm able to make something
2: obviously metrics and numbers play such a big part of measuring other people's recognition of certain things Mm -hmm. are you able to separate yourself from that so if you've told a story that you feel is beautifully realized or your sunday moment you know is going to bang and then it doesn't bang or or your clip your story doesn't connect Are you able to separate the artistic sense of purity from the the sort of the abstract but meaningful
0: metrics? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say no, but um, I will say in comparison to where I started, I am so much better, and I think I'm just growing and maturing, and so I feel like eventually I will be, and I'm definitely so much better from what I used to because I. I'd say like maybe a year ago, I would have a full on mental breakdown if a video wasn't doing well. And I would um cry and be very like I was I took it very personally. Cause I, I feel like for me personally, I put a lot of my value, my like self-worth in my my uh career success. And so I think um through like therapy and just talking with friends and people, other peers who are in this industry, I've been able to readjust and like, kind of like Re-evalu- reevaluate, reevaluate um, what my priorities are and what I should, where I should put myself worth in. And so um, now I'm, I just kind of get like, oh, that sucks. Make another one. So been pretty good.
3: Alright, I never used to be able to handle it, at that completely. The pressure was insane. Like, why is his video doing well when mine's, rough, mine's doing really bad? I thought this was going to be good. Like, what's going on? It's the algorithm changed? Oh my god, oh my god! And it was literally
2: to the point of. I I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle it. Because TikTok especially, (laughs) the algorithm is so brutal on TikTok, right? And and obviously you've sort of had a lot of success on TikTok. But Mm. does that make you try and second-guess the algorithm? TikTok for me,
3: I kind of upload and come away and then look at it the next day. Okay. I don't try and pressure... Because I'm doing so many uploads in one hit, I just can't really... Like Twitter, I, I check on Twitter, I check on... Instagram for me is the one where I'm trying to get it... To go good, um, Facebook for me is off and on, like a t- like Twitter now. Like I've done a video last week, what got eleven million views. I've done a video three days after, I've got four hundred thousand views, and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't let it phase me anymore. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I'm just trying to really enjoy what I do. And um, um, it got to the point where I like I started hating what I did. Um, I started having a few sessions with people to try and. I, I, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do. Like, my dad died. I was filming four days after because I just didn't know what else to do. I couldn't be by myself. I needed to get out and video. And it was becoming such an obsession in my life that it was affecting me majorly in my family. Like, I wasn't in. I'd be out filming at night time. And my my girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're working more and more and more and more and you're producing kind of less and less and less. And what's going on? Like, So I had to come to the point where, I just upload and hope for the best. And, and it kind of, like you said, the pressure, the release of pressure for me, my content's got better, I, I believe.
2: But talk a little bit more about that, because that, that seems like a fascinating journey. And the very fact that you're able to talk about it suggests mm. that you know, there's still pressures that probably are going to exist and surround you there's, through the whole time that you were. There's always pressures in, in, in creating content. I've been doing it seven years. I mean, to come up
3: with two to three videos a week for seven years is quite an achievement for me personally. And that's what I kind of um, reward myself on now. You're doing good, just carry on doing what you're doing. If you do one video this week, it doesn't matter. Just make people laugh. Like I've, 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 I've done so many videos. There's quite a lot of back content people can watch at the end of the day. and um, Like, even taking my... I took... The biggest thing for me was Christmas. Um... I just I took five days off, so I put my phone in a drawer, and left it for five days, and I've never done that before in my life. But for the first two days, I was like this. I was like, mm. oh my god, I was like literally like a drug addict, like, oh my god, I need I need to go get. But then after a few days, I was like, this is amazing, and and that's what I've been trying to do lately. I've had two days off my phone, one day off my phone, three days off my phone. Um, after my tour, I'm going to take my kids away on a holiday. For the f- ne- my kids have never been on a plane, and, and they're like eleven and five and three, and it's like the guilt what comes with creating. Wow. I've been so workaholic that I've not been seeing what's been
2: going on. So I'm, I'm really trying to relax from that. Is it, is it made even worse by the fact that your place of work is your means of communication? So the fact that you, everything's on your phone. Do Everything. You have, do you have separate phones? No. Right. So I've always based myself on the fact that I've never
3: employed anyone to film. I've always done it off my phone. Um, people are creating these multi massive videos and they put 40 grand behind a video and i do it off my phone and i can still try and get the same views as what they get and it's like i've always trying to base myself on that oh get out of here you film everything on your phone, everything right? edit on my phone film on my phone unless it's like a brand deal and it's got a quite a big thing i, I use my laptop and get a camera crew in sometimes <laughs> but day-to-day content and every single video you'll see me upload through the week is all from my phone out Talk through. <laughs> I'm so sorry. First of all, <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> it's all right. Um, I don't do that. Uh, I'm the type to put 40,000 behind a video. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I But I really enjoy that. Because for me, I, I think why people watch my videos is less the comedy or whatever. Maybe they do enjoy me. But I, I think they do like the video, the editing, the production. And so I put a lot of... Um, I'm passionate about that, so I put that in there.
2: As you're sitting there and you're creating these beautiful, fully realised things where, you know, I think all of us have got movies that we watched when we were growing up that, we, that become nostalgically part of our, our coming-of-age mm-hmm. experience. And to some extent, some of your films, I, I think, are likely to create a similar emotional connection They with are people. incredible, by the way.
0: Well, thank you. They are incredible. And so
2: you, you're, you're creating these fully realised things that will mean something so much to people. Do you sit there thinking, "I want to evolve this into other media, or actually is this the medium that you think is the right one for you do you sit, do you sit there sort of um judging things in the outside world's perspective that you need to move into proper film
0: it 's tough because I, I I go in between i 'm definitely in the in between phase because I do enjoy that I have like creative freedom on YouTube, and I feel like that when you go into other mediums you lose you lose that for sure and also you have more freedom to like maybe be more a little bit more amateur on YouTube, um, um, and experiment more, I'd say. Um, but I definitely do feel that. I feel like, oh, I, I want to try maybe other mediums, try to make like a short film, try to see and be a part of other productions and, uh, do other projects. And I, i I think right now I'm in the in-between phase where I'm still doing YouTube and trying out that and seeing if it is for me, because I don't know. Maybe it, it, I try and I hate it and I stick with YouTube, but, um, it's interesting because I feel like right now everyone's in the in-between phase in terms of, in terms of entertainment. Like everyone's watching everything on digital, Netflix, and everything. But, um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see.
2: And, and there's a strange thing where no matter where everyone's currently placed, they sort of longingly looking at the other places, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you know, all the Netflix or the TV people are looking at YouTubers and like the energy and the, the, the voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, obviously, for both of you, your voice and your tonality is sort of what makes what you do so special. How do you feel the need to protect that? Do you feel that, you know, when pressures are coming, when, you know, you might be feeling the strains, is it the impact on your voice that you worry about? Or I want to sort of know the experience of when you're feeling this intensity of pressure and how it expresses itself. I've now got to the point where I can have a really bad day and still come across all right on
3: camera. Okay. Like, I, I can kind of hide that stuff. But At the end of the day, like, if I'm having a really bad day and, and, it, and I'm having a really bad day, do you know what? Being able to create and actually go on my phone and, and do a few stories to the people and see the interaction, it actually cheers me up. So mm-hmm. it's quite a good way of trying, trying to... Um, I find doing what I do sometimes is very pressurising, but it has its absolute happy times as well. Mm -hmm. definitely
0: yeah um i mean i think when if if i'm in a really bad place then i i i used to force myself to like just put on a smile but then i think i've made a turn a few like two years ago Mm -hmm. where if i'm actually in that place then i'm just gonna make a video about it and like talk about it because uh videos for me are very therapeutic it's my Mm -hmm. way of like it's like my, my little diary and so um that's what I've been doing. Um, but I've been good it's the past few months, so I haven't had that. Um, but definitely, that's when I'm in that dark place. I kind of just say it and like let it out because I, I also I, I feel like when I have to fake it and I I hate lying. I hate faking things. I uh, I start to resent why resent it, and so uh, I try to avoid that.
2: Where do you get your inspiration? So so it's it's your life, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, the, sometimes the inventiveness you bring to the way that you, catalog, you yeah. sort of catalog your life is is not just straightforward, is it?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, like, I take like obviously just like things for my life, but then I like put a twist on it. From like with in terms of other YouTubers, I think David Dobrik's a a great example of like how big he thinks and where he goes with it. It's very much uh I like the pettiness of what he does. Um, and in terms of like films and stuff, I I, I always quote, I always uh, talk about Ferris Bueller. I feel like just his energy, his his vo- that energy is what I try to push on my videos. Um, so I think. Uh, those are my inspirations for sure. Oh,
2: cool. So that, that John Hughes reference then, you must have been delighted about that. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm like, I literally, when I started making this current style I make, I, I directly referenced, I'm like, I want it to feel like Ferris Bueller. And so when someone said that, I, hadn't, I never said out loud. And I was like, oh my God, I did it.
2: So, Aaron, you're in this stage now where you're evolving what you do. And I guess through the whole seven years, you've been evolving, either experimenting with different platforms mm. or working what works. You're now just doing these, you're about, well, you've just tried out, you've just done three live gigs. Yeah. You're about to take that on tour. Yeah, And I think there's, there's, you know, that sense of evolving and seeing what's next is obviously where you're at. What's the thinking that goes into that? How do you decide? Right, I'm going to try this live. I'm going to try. I this. just wanted a new challenge. We got approached by Live Nation,
3: um, and I just said yes. Let's just go for it. Let's just see what happens. And we sat down. We started writing for about six months. Um, we got a few venue, venues sorted. We got three venues sorted. Uh, Canterbury, where I where I've kind of film most of my videos anyway. We got two theatres booked in Can- uh, Canterbury, and we did the um, Lesser Square Theatre in in the West End, in um, London, and um, I was like, oh, these ain't going to do well, or like, whatever, we, we sold them out, and I was like, oh my God, now I've actually got to do this, so it was like, the, it was just an unbelievable challenge, to not do what I do, and put it on stage, it was it's more of a, it's like a comedy show, there's sketches, there's Q&As, there's crowd interaction, there's guide to videos, there's videos, what haven't even been seen, just by the, by the audience, there's, magic shows it's like it's it's an absolute crazy show for 80 minutes and um, it done really well and we was like oh my god let's see what we can do now and we've got 14 dates booked from June to July um, all over the country in the UK and um, yeah it's doing really well and, and we're ready we're ready
2: the interesting thing is that your takeoff really was the moment you realised the impact of your humour your stuff on people and crowds yeah. and you brought crowds so it's amazing it's actually taking you that long to, to take the step onto the live stage absolutely yeah it was a family friendly stuff so basically I've always been
3: family friendly in my, in my I always made a decision when I first started to never swear in my videos or to make them completely three-year-old can watch them or an eight-year-old can watch them just anyone can watch my videos and it kind of it's kind of kept me going to the point of I just wanted to do something and it's like the meet and greet thing as well because I've been so solo I never collab with anyone I never don't I never do any this is my first VidCon in seven years I've been offered to do it before summer in the cities and stuff and it's like do you know what I'm just gonna go for it Um, because I feel quite guilty towards my followers they never get to see me or anything Um, and it's a good way of going to meet them you know Um, at the shows and that so I just I really can't wait
2: that's an interesting thing to bring up your followers Mm. I I wonder how much you think about your relationship with followers people who you know your core fans do you
0: think about that Mm -hmm.
2: do you ever think about that
0: (laughs) I actually, I feel like I don't. I feel like it's hard for me to imagine. I feel like I almost feel like I don't have any, even though I do. I I know I do. I just feel like, I don't know, it's it just like, it's hard to... Visualize that it, when you come to these things and like you do meet and greets, obviously that's when it kind of hits. And when you're on stage and like you see people screaming for you, you're like, Whoa, oh that's God, so weird. I'm so I get tripped out, but I'm nervous about that. Are you? Yeah, it's kind of fun. I get a general interest. Is that
2: exhausting in Jonathan Van Nessie's book? Uh, mm-hmm. that uh, I would strongly recommend you audio book, but in, mm-hmm. in Jonathan Van Nessie's book, he talks about sort of how he became the star of Queer Eye and he's become iconic, but he actually spends about a chapter going through how exhausting it is that people meet him and transfer their emotional baggage onto him and expect something from him. And I can, I can understand that the same might go for, certainly for, it's for, for you, for you Alf. Mm-hmm. like, you know, you're playing a big part in people's lives. And to some extent, what they might expect from you is maybe unrealistic. I just wonder, do mm-hmm. so, so you find these occasions energizing rather than exhausting?
0: I, I definitely find, I would say exhausting. Um, it's it it's more in the moment. It's just like it's emotionally draining. I think after meet and greets in specific, it's just like you put you have to put your all into every single person you meet, and and they're giving you their all, and so it's like intense. And it's like a minute, a thirty seconds per person. I would say like it's just an intense thirty seconds, and you want to make sure they they understand that you appreciate them and that you know and whatever they're trying to tell you that you you appreciate what they're saying, and so. Um, and doing that 200 times in a row is it's a it's a bit draining, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I think I always does need it change
2: th- your art afterwards? Does it change the way that you try and create for people?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think I associate this two. I feel like with my videos, I don't really think about anyone else except the content that I'm making and um, whoever is involved in that. And I and um. I, I guess I don't really think about that too much, I don't think. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Aaron's
2: taken his show on the road. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about you thinking about how you'd evolve it. Would, do, do you think consciously about a five-year plan, or do you just work from project to project?
0: Mm-hmm. I, def- I Literally yesterday, I was like, what, where the hell am I going to be in five years? <laughs> and I was really stressed. I was like, I'm 27? 20, I don't know. I don't know. That seems insane Um but um I'm like I'm 38 <laughs> oh cheers babe <laughs> that
3: means a lot 27 I don't remember being 27
0: no I'm stressed I don't, stressed. I don't tw- know where I'll be but um uh, <laughs> I'm um, like
3: oh god I'm going to be in an old retirement home like but well, what were you doing and... you were working in William Hill at 27 I was I was I was in William Hill I miss them days man mm-hmm. why simple right. simple uh, days okay. go to work at 9 Go home at five, mm. and then right. the only responsibility was getting dinner. Do yeah. you think about what's going <laughs>
2: to? Do you think about what's going to happen in five years? Hopefully, your kids um, will have been on a flight by then.
3: In five, <laughs> in five years, I want, I want my own house built. That's always been my Ooh. plan. Right to build my own. Grand house. Grand design vibe. Yeah, mm. right. that's what I want. That's, that's my, my. I don't want this big. Well, we'll see if it happens. But I just want to keep
2: relevant. I want to keep being happy doing what I do. Do you worry about burnout? Because the, the, way, the way that you articulated picking up your phone, yeah. like you, you often hear as sort of big execs, Elon Musk will give you an example. That anyone can be, you know, dazzled with Elon Musk's achievement. But Elon Musk describes work, sleeping under his desk three days a week, yeah. always being on, you know, tears in his eyes quite often when he talks about how much he loves working. And, and we can all work through this period of intensity for a short period of time. But it, it can have a toll it's on us. Do you worry about single, that?
3: Every single day of my life. I don't know what else to do. Right. I just... I, I'm happy with... what I'm content with what I do. I've got a great team behind me. We've got some great brands we're working with. And <clears throat> it's a great life. But it, it, it is every single day. Without fail. Like, you can't... I don't have days off. Like I did at Christmas. But you don't worry about... Um, I kind of had it. the... I, I kind of feel like the burnt out feeling... It's just natural to me now. I don't know what really what burnt... I, I have days when I'm like really crazy and energetic. Maybe because I've got sleep. Like I don't understand. Right. My day is. I'm just me every day. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. Be interesting
2: what happens on this holiday that you finally give. Oh your wow! Kids. I can't
3: wait. Those I poor can't. kids. <laughs> yeah, the, the poor kids. <laughs> my 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 grey girlfriend.
2: <laughs> but
3: she's nice. Nah, she, we're we're just at the end of the day doing what I do has changed our lives. We've got to respect that, and we and we are blessed. So when we do get time off we're going to cherish
2: it, you know? Mm. Not yet.
0: <laughs>
2: not yet. <laughs> Go on, we didn't, f- we didn't fully finish where you got to on your five-year plan. Oh, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. five-year plan. I uh, mean, I hope I'm still creating content. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I hope I'm doing uh, other projects as well. I hope I'm not, um, confining myself to one because that's always been like the next step for me is to work on outside projects and, I don't know, like, Baby Step, I wanted to make a short film this year, you know, just, like, do things like that. Um, and so I hope by then I do that. Also, I hope I'm good with my money. Then I'm really bad with my money now. And I hope I have, like, a house. I just that's... do
3: your taxes, man. I, I,
0: I do, I do. Two years my mom... ago, I nearly
3: got smashed for that. Oh! Like, <laughs> I nearly did. Dude, yeah. Nearly.
0: Ugh. I just spent so much money, but oh, so i, I got to save. I'm going to save. Anyways, that's my five-year plan, to save.
2: I guess one of the critical <laughs> things is going to be... I
0: want to retire early.
2: <laughs> one of the critical things is, because you've been able to fully realise your creative elements, mm-hmm. and any sort of project you do beyond here is going to be a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Trying to bring... Trying to be happy. If you create something that appears on a small screen or a big screen, trying to be happy with how it actually expresses the way you are feeling seems to be the, the critical component of that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I just like I I have such a joy of just making, um, making. I I call them like mini movies. I don't know. I I I really enjoy and just having like anyone watch them and want to watch them and think they're good. Like that gives me a lot of joy. And so I I definitely think. And, Forever how long I live, I will be making content for sure.
2: And a couple of your things have really broken through and celebrities have shared them. Does does that have sort of... A big Does the, the fangirl in you love oh, it when celebs get involved?
0: Absolutely. I'm just the biggest fangirl, and I love celebrities. So I, get, I love recognition. Um, I remember back in 2017, I was a huge Casey Neistat fan. And so when he, like, I was just on my subscription page, and I saw his video, and I saw the... Because you could see the first line of the description. I saw Elle Mills in my YouTube link. I'm like, what the hell? And I clicked, and he just, like, was the whole video talking about me and I was, I literally screamed, ran around the house, I was Did he tell you before? No, I I, I just like all of a sudden saw that video and he was, he's like, let's collab. And I'm like, oh my God, Casey Neistat. Cause I'm like, that's like, for me, he's like top. Mm. He's like a legend on YouTube for me. So um, yeah, so I definitely fangirl out for sure.
2: Do you, do you get a burst when
0: something... Yeah, I
2: do, I do, I do, I do, I do.
3: Not as um, much as me? <laughs> no, yeah, I do, I do. Like, certain people follow me and, and, it, and, it, and it, is, um, it is a crazy, crazy thing. Like, yeah, when they, especially when they're commenting, like Jason Momoa, the other, when we've done some bits, and, mm. and it was just, it, it's just like, yeah, man. I'm just like, what is going on in my world? Like, people ringing me, certain, certain people, I'm not going to say, I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing the big thing, but certain people call me sometimes and, and um, comment on my videos and share, and I'm just like, I, I can't believe it. Like, when, when you walk in a place and they come up to you, and she, I'm just like, oh, like, hello. And, and then you just literally turn away and just, oh, hey. like, I'm a 37-year-old man. I can't do that. <laughs> Until Pamela Anderson shares one of my videos. I'm not going to fangirl.
2: So I, I'm just really sort of interested in your time here in in VidCon and what you're, you're I can't wait to do in I just next... don't know what to
3: expect like I, I don't know what to expect I'm, I'm, f- I'm going to be flat out with energy anyway so I'm like I'm, w- w- like you said before about being exhausted we met a few people after the show a lot of people stayed after the show to meet me but I've done 80 minutes on the stage and it is full on and I was knackered, like, I was really tired, sorry, knackered, I was tired, but um, I'm really ready to meet people and say hello to people, and there's a lot of creators I'm, I'm going to meet as well and hang out with, and um, I'm meeting Lab Baby after this, so it should be quite cool, and he's just such a lovely guy, and yeah, it should be really good, I should bump into a few people and network, you know, like, speak to a few brands and that as well, and I know Instagram and Facebook are here, so
2: it'd be good to bump into them. Is it a very different thing to be doing the same thing every night? Because where you've sort of thrived off create 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 create, and now it's like reproduce, trying to get the same vibe night after night.
3: So yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems yeah, a yeah. very different skill, sort of. That's it. it it's going to be the. It's just. This, it's just this, It's going to be the same show, but in different pla- parts of the country. So, I mean, we we filmed in Canter- we done the Canterbury show and it was quite a quiet audience. Then we done the London show and they were just mental. So like, I'm just wait. I think. I think the more up north you go, it gets a bit more crazy as well. Right
2: apparently is there any a particular platform to the, are these facebook people or are these youtube people or tiktok where, where are these people which is the platform that's driving them to come to see you live um i think instagram okay i really think instagram instagram growth's
3: going through the roof tiktok for me is like it's just a crazy app like mm-hmm. sometimes i go on there and my video's done like 80 million views and i'm like what? And then I go on there and it's done like 80,000 views. Mm. I'm like, how? what is actually going? I can't read that platform at the moment. It's mm. really starting to niggle me because certain content works and some doesn't. I'm finding on TikTok that the quick fire, so if I do a video and the, and the laughs in the first five seconds of the video seems to do well on TikTok, right. if, cause I then, but most of my sketches are 10 to 15 seconds in before there's a, there's a laugh. So I think you'll find like Instagram and Facebook, a lot of people sit and watch but TikTok is more like that. It's just I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. But I'm enjoying it, man. Mm. It's good. It's mm. such a crazy. It's a crazy platform. Do no, you post I on the
2: TikTok stuff, or is it? just... I just
3: upload. So basically, I, I make one video that goes on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and um, right. and, um, and and longer form content on YouTube. But yeah, I, I upload all in one hit. So I never even use the platforms to film. Like I don't really use TikTok to film. So I always do my videos in Square. I've always have done. So we're going back to the. Um, question about you know the the camera equipment and stuff so three years back i I spent two and a half grand on a setup i got a canon i got some sound stuff i got some mic packs went out and done some filming and my the backlash i got off my followers are like why are you trying to be like everyone else don't film like that use your phone like we want you to be raw and i'm like why have i just wasted all that money (laughs) and it completely backfired on me trying to be someone who i wasn't right um, but like if say if Elle went to her, using a mobile phone now, her followers would be like, "What the f- is going yeah. on? Like, what yeah. are you doing?" But if I I couldn't, I can't go that way. It's so hard. It's just I mm-hmm. found like I can't make anything ultra HD and big sketchy, and I'm they just want me raw completely. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Ready to pop the question? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Now back to my discussion with Aaron Craskell and Al Mills. Can I ask about the, sort of the people in your lives? So Obviously, you know, you're living this incredible life and, and, you know, remarkable and unpredictable. And the people around you who quite often are not just bit part players but major players in your story, um, they maybe don't get the the highs, but they often get sort of the associated elements. Does it wear thin with them or do they actually... Can they enjoy your journey?
0: (laughs) I think it's a mixed bag for sure. I think my brother... And my mom really enjoy it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. My brother does get... It's because, like, in my videos, I make fun of my brother. And so then people think they can make fun of him, too. So I do think he doesn't – he, like, half gets it. He's a good sport about it, but he definitely doesn't like being called El Mills's brother a lot. He doesn't like it, but we do as a joke. And so uh, so I think he's the one out of everyone. He doesn't – is like, half in it. He's on TikTok now, and he's loving it.
3: Really? Yeah,
0: he loves TikTok. It's really odd. Um, not to say – just because he's not the type to be on TikTok. Um, and so, um, in terms of other people, I mean, like, I feel like if they're in the videos and they're, if they're okay with being in the videos, they're in the videos. And if they aren't, then they don't, they aren't. So, like, my dad and one of my one of my sisters are never in the videos. And so, it's because they don't like it. And so, and they don't, and their jobs can't, uh, they can't be in my videos or on social media. And so um, I'm, I'm pretty good about like, setting those boundaries in terms of other people in my life because I feel like that's like they didn't ask for that, I asked for the attention. And so, um, yeah, I think everyone who, who is experiencing um, the attention uh, is okay with it, for sure.
2: And you mentioned a little bit your girlfriend. Yeah, the, the impact. Mm. Your kids, what do your kids... As soon as I walk through the front door, I stop.
3: Right, 100%. She doesn't want to know about the videos, She doesn't want to know anything, doesn't really want to be involved, but sometimes she hasn't got a choice. If you've seen my videos before with Charlotte, yeah. <laughs> um, they're the worst kind of... I do feel guilty, but, man, she gets some good views.
0: <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, man, she gets that. some really good views.
3: So, And Charlotte is... Um, she's very private, so... Um, <clears throat> we, I try and keep my kids basically in the stories sometimes because a lot of people love my kids. They're in the stories; they're never in the main full videos. I don't really get them to blow up that much. Um, Charlotte sometimes is in the videos, but it takes me a couple of months to get her. Um, do, do your kids know your level of fame my and boy, success? So, not really. My little boy's 11, and he's a YouTube addict, and That's he's okay. he is He knows exactly what's going on, um, which is quite cool man because like, he's quite cool in the school for that I think but when he goes to secondary I think it's going to be a bit of a different matter like, I, don't, I don't understand but my little girls they find it weird because people obviously come up to me and stop me and I find it I find that when I push the push chair no one comes up to me so I kind of do that on purpose now <laughs> so I'm like and then Charlotte just keeps walking because right. she has nothing it's like you're on duty oh, um,
1: man, it's like yeah. you're a guide a-
3: Doug working. absolutely so when I'm out on my own I'm Aaron when I'm at home I walk through the front door I'm dad straight away and boyfriend.
2: If you're out in a pub. fiance, if you're out in a pub, do people come over? Oh
3: man, get drinks bought for you, man. It's quality. Yeah, yeah it's okay, great. Okay. I'm out tonight. Me and Jay are out. We have people come up to me and get some drinks now. But it's it's, a, it's 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 great. I, I know. I really know how to turn myself on and off.
0: Yeah. Excuse <laughs>
3: the pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I do. I um. I literally. <laughs> It used to be when it first started happening. What did you feel like when it first started happening? It was like a rock star, and it? it's like, yeah,
0: I loved it. I was so into it.
3: <laughs> do, you, do you kind of try and swerve it now, though?
0: Um, I mean, it's like sometimes when I'm with friends, I, I, I feel bad. And I think when it's when we get followed. My right. friends
3: love it, though. Really? I'm, I'm Obviously, my friends are big lads. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, yeah. Oh, we're getting a pub for free. I'll oh, get drinks. Oh, we can get in that oh, nightclub. <laughs> oh, look at all these girls. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just, no. Like, they love it. Mm-hmm. Like, they absolutely love it. Yeah. But, I, it, I mean, two, three years ago, it was, it was such an amazing feeling. And it still is now. To mm. have, the, the, but the main feeling I get from now is I feel such warmth and nice that... So many people watch my videos and it, and, it, some, and the stories I get and it affects people. Some people are in chemotherapy in there and I'm helping them out. Some people have got mass depression and I'm helping them. It's such a lovely feeling knowing that. But a long time ago, it was, oh my God, someone's going to ask me for a selfie. Oh my God, look, people are looking at me for it. And I'm just like, I don't... Now I'm walking through somewhere and I don't sit... My mates clock it and my girlfriend clocks it. She's like, oh no, what? And I'm like, what, 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 what? And she's like, oh, they're coming. And I don't clock it now. I just, right. It's just constant... It's a, it's a great feeling. It really is. It's such a nice feeling that I can hit so many people, you know? Al, tell me,
2: is it different, different cities seem to connect more? Is uh, it? Is it the same?
0: Yeah, I mean... Because
2: you've just moved, right? Yes.
0: I mean, I definitely, like, I just went back home to Canada and it, I forgot and it was, it was intense. Is it
2: bigger in it, Ottawa?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like it's like, I'm, I'm a big fish in a small pond there. Uh, so it's like, there's not a lot of YouTubers there. Um, but I also I feel like I definitely have like a certain demographic I'm able to um, see it's teenage girls mm. and so if there's a teenage girl most likely um, and so like shopping malls is basically where oh, wow. yeah, shopping malls are the the one for me but I'm never there that often so it's pretty good and the occasional like immigration officer I oh, really I love it it's so much better amazing. Cause they're like, I, I hate going through U.S. customs because they're so mean and scary. I'm Canadian. Uh, I know you can't tell by my accent, but um, and so what, I have to, I have a visa, and so you, I have to explain to them like why and what I do and what I work. And sometimes they're really mean about me being a YouTuber. They're really? like, "You have a visa for that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, and I don't want to backtalk them because I want to get in the country." Oh, so they're, <laughs> yeah. are Just being
2: double mean. They're not, they're not recognizing you no. for who you are.
0: But sometimes. When they do, it's the best. They're so the oh best. my god! It's like I get right through. I'm like, thank God. <laughs>
3: Anyways, <laughs> it does cut. It does come with great stuff. Like if mm-hmm. say if me and my family are somewhere and um, something's gone wrong with the tickets or mm-hmm. we're in a massive queue and we cut and then someone goes and they're like and i'm like yes mm-hmm. you, just look, you just you yeah. just, oh what what do you mean there's no vacancies in this in this restaurant oh oh thank you very much
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does, it feels amazing. I'm not going to lie, it does, man. <laughs> and so it's, it seems interesting to me that, you know, you're, you're both got these experiences that have got these extraordinary highs, probably that other people would, you know, civilians would struggle to match. Mm. But there's also been moments that, as a consequence of what you're doing, have been harder. On balance, are you able to focus? The highs are incredible, the what? lows are ridiculous.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, extreme man. highs,
0: extreme lows, yeah. Oh
3: completely and it can be it can be literally day to day so that that's kind of hard to do as well so but the lows for me um it was for me um a few years back it got to the point where it was just like how can i match this high all the time and it was i started drinking alcohol a little bit Mm. and i stopped quite quickly because i could see it getting a bit oh that's a bit naughty um and i did but I, i can see it it's just trying to match that high all the time mm-hmm, no. but now my high is having a video in my camera roll knowing I'm going to smash and it's just like that high is just it keeps you going
2: and going and going it's, it's amazing it's very very hard though I think we're out of time yeah but
3: uh, I want yeah. to thank, you, so
2: thank you what a wonderful chat and, yeah it was and, lovely uh, it was nice yeah. Down I hope to you work. have a great VidCon thank
3: yeah, you very thank much you. Very appreciate amazing. it
2: thank you so Yeah. Thank you so much to Aaron Kraskell and Elle Mills. Wonderful journey into the mind of being constantly creative and obviously the challenges that present. If you are interested in the podcast, the podcast is about making work better. The episode with Matthew Syed was incredible, I thought. Uh, really good discussion with him about diversity, about creativity. Um, also, if you're catching up on recent episodes and you haven't listened, I thought the, the episode on Uber was fabulous. It posed, posed some interesting challenges. Obviously, the episodes about uh, Jurgen Klopp and Barcelona have obviously done incredible listening. Glad to have you here. Always love to hear from you. I've been Bruce Taisley. See you next time.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.